0: This episode of the Quality Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Straddle. That's right, Straddle, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now
1: and get shopping. I'm going to fucking grill you on this podcast, cunt I'm sorry I fucking grill you
0: I fucked up I will tell him it wasn't his ex-girlfriend that you were trying Shut to do it. Oh,
1: Crohn's getting a split
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents The Quaddie Body. Cashy, joined by Nick, coming off a red-hot Everest day. How are you,
1: mate? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I had a pretty decent day on Saturday myself. Can't complain. Good to meet a lot of punters out there that um that knew us, knew our faces, knew our voices. Um, good to see you guys. But yeah, I had, a, I had a fantastic day on Saturday. Can't complain. Caulfield did very well. Tipped, f- I think, four out of... Four from the card or something like that. All at big value. Um, all at some decent value, and then yeah, obviously tipped the winner of the Everest, mate. But how'd you go on the weekend?
0: I did not tip a single winner around the country.
1: That is shocking.
0: Very, very rare for me. I've gone nude at Randwick before. I I can't remember the last time I didn't back a single winner anywhere.
1: It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hard. That's like that's, that's how that was. Um. For punters that don't know that, don't follow Instagram. That's probably... I think that's our most viewed podcast, The Everest. Most viewed ever, yes. And Cashy didn't tip a winner on the podcast. So, I guess a lot of you won't be back from last week. So, if you are, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess that just proves that's punting, guys. Um, A lot of good chances that we both had just didn't get up. Amelia's Jewel. um, We'll talk about that quickly, mate. What What are your thoughts after you decide to hop on and then... you? Did you poison the horse or something? Like, what's going on, mate? You hate that horse. You hop on and then it runs shit. Yeah,
0: let's have a chat about Amelia's
1: jewel. Um,
0: interesting. I should have backed my gut there with the fact that I didn't think she was up to the task.
1: But I will say... The TikTok hate got to him.
0: Yeah, the TikTok hate did get to me. But I, I am going to say one thing. Um... Word out of the camp was that she was very, very unsettled in the yard. She didn't really handle the big occasion. She didn't like the helicopter, didn't like the big crowd, didn't like the music blaring over the loudspeakers, which is all fine and well. But, I mean, if you're going to be a big-time horse on the big-time days, you're going to need to to handle that. Um, Either way, with Amelia's jewel, do I think she's a good horse? Yes. Do I think she's going to be a top horse in the country? I think it remains to be seen. The fact that this is come and go on and this has happened whether it's just one bad run because one bad run does not make a bad horse punters or whether or not is she's just met her level and you know beating up on nobody WA horses and you know group two mares at the Mooney Valley is her level remains to be seen I think the big test will be if she continues onto a golden eagle because they've ruled out the Cox plate after that happened but if she pushes onto a golden eagle and gets up fair enough if she comes back next prep and wins a big Group 1 in the autumn, fair enough. I'm not riding her off as a Group 1-level horse yet, but I think it proved on the weekend that she just currently is not the top five horse in Australia, no matter the excuse. I think the doctors tried their hardest to find something wrong with her. I haven't heard anything to suggest that there wasn't anything too wrong with her, apart from the fact that she got unsettled in the yard. But, I mean, yeah, it's... Maybe it was just that I got on. Maybe it's because I'm the mock. You Maybe the mock. I should call up Simon Miller and apologise profusely. But uh, what were your thoughts on the run?
1: Oh, disappointing for sure. Um, a lot of money was on that race for multi sakes. I, I had think.
0: all my money left in the wallet on that race. Yeah,
1: but I knew I was going to lose once that was the last race of the day and you were on it. So, um, yeah, it happens. Forgive the run. We'll wait and see where she lines up next. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's racing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Maybe
1: it just goes
0: to show that uh, media hype can often, you know, do the be the undoing of a horse. That happened with uh, Espiona. Um She's kind of coming back in the fold now, but I mean, she dropped off a cliff there. Profondo she's, she's back, she's back in the day. Profondo back in the day. Um, not everyone's as good as their first few runs of a prep can can be. Osmosis another example. Um, I still think very good horse. I'm still on it for the Cornwall, but again, was not the world beater that was going to go on a big 10 race long winning streak to the media. And I seem to think, I mean, not every horse can be winks. That's the moral of the story here with Amelia's jewel, but uh, yeah, I'm keen to see where her levels at. I don't think that weekend that run on the weekend reveals what her levels at. I think that comes either next start or next prep, depending on whatever comes next for her. Um, but uh, yeah, what was your favorite thing about Everest day?
1: Oh, can't, can't complain about back in the winter of the Everest. Um, yeah, a couple of people come out instead of back the favourite, not much to celebrate about. But, mate, fucking if you tell me that that was a favourite when there's six or seven horses paying $2 each way, like, close to it, like, fucking that was probably the, the hardest race to pick from a favourite point of view a, oh yeah Like what the fuck I can't believe that People would even you say that
0: That's one of the only races You can't I literally oh, That, that was the, the first
1: comment We got when uh, We posted that I won things he's like Yeah well mate you back the favourite Like fucking hell mate Like who? who's who you back bro Can't win you back a $5 chance People are happy But if it's a favourite It's like oh you just, you just back You the can't favorite.
0: go broke Backing $5 horses That get up
1: Yeah the leg up Did did comment that And replied Thanks for having our, our back boys Respect you boys um, But yeah We'll um I was very happy with that, mate. So what about you?
0: Uh, my favourite thing was... <laughs> not put, much, but... Yeah, not, definitely not the punting side of things. Um, just the atmosphere. I think Everest every day... Um, sorry, every year. It's just amazing, the atmosphere. You don't get it anywhere else in Sydney apart from Everest Day. Anything that comes close is, you know, maybe a Slipper, maybe a Queen Elizabeth Day, but still, you know, 40,000 strong rocking up to Randwick, singing Sweet Caroline before they jump. Yeah, it's pretty um, cool. I'm glad that they got that worked out because of the... They originally did it after the race, and it spooked the shit out of the horses, didn't it? Remember that yeah, time you we were there? Yeah, the horses were f- um, on there. I'm glad back, that they figured out too. that it was better to do it before the race when they're all the way over at the barriers. Um, but yeah, and I mean, it was really good. We had about thirty odd people come up to us on the day saying they recognized us. On it the was TikTok. actually
1: it was actually really funny. What would happen was I'd be walking through the crowd first, and we had one of our mates with us, Maddie. Shout out to you, Maddie. Um, and people would look at me and they'd be like, "Fuck, that guy's familiar." And then you'd be right behind me, and then they would go, "Oh, the, the mocks." <laughs> yeah. But that, but by the time that happened, I'd already kept walking, and I was out of it. And you, you, you were with them for most of the time, and then I'd have to come double back and come back and say hi. But um, I got lost like ten times because we got cause separated for that exact yeah. Reason. We did like genuinely like so many people looking at me like that guy's familiar, but they probably just could because I'm I'm probably not as much on the TikTok as, as you are, um, you're a lot of our, our, our face of it. But um, there are definitely a couple like, fuck that guy looks familiar and then they see you behind me and it all just clicks. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it was good good meeting some of those, those lads out there and, um, yeah, good day every day, can't complain.
0: It was awesome. Really good to see the community start to grow and, um, yeah, it's always nice to get recognised and get good feedback, you know. They could have come up to us and... Told us they hated us, but they came up, said they love the pod, they love the content, keep it coming, and that's all we can ask for, you know. We feel good if one person comes up to us, let alone 30 of them, so... It
1: was actually funny the night... So, like, in a a venue like that, it's actually... Like, you're in the... We're in the punting industry. You were expected to be there. The night before, I was out um, with my mates, and um, we were at an event. Um, I won't go into what it really was, but we were at an event, and um, I was... I'll be honest, I had, had a couple of wines. We were on the wines, wines. all night, free wine, um, and I was plastered. And some bloke comes up to me, Shout that to him, can't remember your name, but um, he was on um, Was on the favourite as well and backed the Everest winner like me. So um, he came up to me and he goes, you're Nick from the Mock Sports, and I'm blind and I'm going... Hey brother. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, that was that was probably the the weirdest one was the night before the Everest someone's come and recognized me in the open. Yeah. Um but like it's pretty cool. But anyway, we'll um I just we'll move want to, to the
0: ask a couple of things though about the horses okay. coming out. I wish I win off to spell now. Uh I mean, did you really see it pushing on to anything else? Or you think that's the right move? yeah.
1: Uh, I guess. Probably just going to retally and do it again next year, I'd assume. It was probably – it's it's going to win one eventually, I think. Do you
0: think the barrier was the thing that killed it? In oh, there? yeah, bro. Yeah.
1: 100%. Any other barrier wins. Yeah, any, genuinely. Any other barrier wins. The way it
0: got out right there at the end, Master Crusader-esque uh, when it almost chased our nature strip. But, yeah, barrier just killed it. Honestly,
1: no, there's two things I want to say is when you go back and watch that video – sorry, punters as well – I'm a very silent horse race watcher
0: you are you definitely very
1: very quiet I keep to myself I have my thoughts in my head I don't really yell too much a lot like a lot of that was a bit extra for the camera honestly because I don't usually yell um sorry for that first of all is. second of all the only thing I reckon I said before the straight was I wish I win has gone back which is like it's literally I was like that was the only thing I was watching leading into the into the straight going Where's I wish I win because any way good it's gonna win and mm. that was the only thing I mentioned and then yeah just couldn't get there in the end but any other barrier it wins
0: yeah I genuinely I agree the it's run phenomenal but just got too far back for that first barrier like I said and what did I say it's gonna come second and it came second um and then the other uh, like I think every other horse basically got a pass mark for where they were or thereabouts um but the favourite the winner Think about it. What happened the next with it? Because I'm going to say something that I've told a few people and they think I'm an idiot for saying it and they look at me and they give me weird looks, but I have it on good authority that I'm not just talking out of my ass here. Um, for those of you who don't realise, his dad's so you think, Cox Plate winner, yeah. think about it, was not bred for the sprints. They bred him with the intention to run him over the mile plus. And it's just so happened similar to Amelia's jewel, that he has the versatility to run at the sprints as well as the middle distance. I have it on good authority that they intend to go to the mile next prep. They want to potentially attack the likes of an all-star mile, maybe even a Queen Elizabeth if they really want to stretch him out because they think he can potentially tackle a Cox Plate like his dad. Like I said, I won't reveal my sources, but I've spoken to a few people and the owners seem keen on it. But of course, money talks. He'll probably be locked in for the Everest... uh, whenever the slots uh, come up, so maybe that gets taken out of their hands. But I have it on good authority that they want to try him at the mile. What are your thoughts on that, Nick? Do you think that he would measure up or keep him at the sprints? You can do
1: anything you want. I love that horse. won me a fair bit of money, so you can do whatever you want with him. They paid nothing for him as well. They paid nothing for him. Oh, my God. That reminds
0: us of talking about Think About It Owners. Shout out to the bloke that hit (laughs) us up. How is this for a
1: missed opportunity? Uh, Tell the story, Nick. Yeah, five minutes before the Everest runs, so I have um, notifications off on my phone, just because I like to stay off my phone um, for my personal account and our Instagram account, the Mock Sports, um, and I think you did as well on race day. And pretty much after the race has jumped, we I go through our DMs and I see a message from one of the think think it over owners, one of our followers, he goes. Come right now and I'll get you in the owner's section. And I, I was like, fuck, like we've missed out. <laughs> Could have been in the... Everest Could have been in the... With the oh, know. fuck. It would have been amazing, honestly. But yeah, missed opportunity. Shout out to that bloke um, for get, trying, trying to get us in there. But Sorry, we just weren't on our phones. It was. It well, I don't even reckon we'd have, we would have been able to fucking get there, bro. It was so packed.
0: I mean, I would have loved to try. would have been a nice story, especially oh, if we bro, got I in. Oh, would have pushed
1: anyone out of the way.
0: <laughs> we'll move to the listener questions now. Um, The Irish Aussie, thoughts on first and mortar for the Melbourne Cup now that he didn't get the Caulfield Cup start? You've got the ticket on him, Nick. Thoughts?
1: I got it at 200 to 1 for the Cup. Had it at 150 um, and then boosted it up to 200 to 1. So, yeah, can't complain. Definitely reckon there's a chance. Yeah, I've only got a dollar on it, but a dollar's a dollar. $200, can't complain.
0: Fair enough. we got to get a can't complain can on you. It's like your new favourite saying. I feel. Like what about yours?
1: Like, fair enough. You just say fair enough. You oh, want to go like that's
0: that? That's so true. I almost Every time it. I say something, you
1: go, fair enough.
0: <laughs> I almost said fair enough to you Fucking, saying fair
1: enough. Yeah, honestly, watch it, mate.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's good that we're on to this topic. The cast patrol asks yeah, <laughs> who would win the fight
1: between us. Who would win the fight between Nick and Cashy from the cast patrol? Um.
0: You really want to go into them fighting words, mate?
1: Look, let's drop the headphones let, right now. <laughs> I'll I'll let you answer this question because you can you can sort sort it out.
0: Look, punters, let me paint a picture for you. I'm I'm not the biggest bloke. I'm not the strongest bloke.
1: It's Neither the, am I. It's not
0: the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size. Wait, did I get that wrong? No, it's the size of the. It's wait, not the size, the size of the dog in the fight. Dog it, and the dog. Yeah, they fucking. Hell, <laughs> that was terrible.
1: And yeah. no, anyway. I've got a, I've got fucking white line fever. I get real mad sometimes. My my switch just flips, and um, I think I'd win the fight. Yeah, I, I reckon, think reckon it, if push down me out. I'm fucking. Look, I'm no fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But um, I'm fucking knock you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only history of me being in fights is on a football field, and you have to really, really piss me off to. I had an older to brother, and me and him kind of went out a couple of times. But, um, yeah. I think, uh, think it would yeah. be a
0: spirited contest, but you'd knock me out in the end.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I could do it without laughing, to be honest. I'd have to be <laughs> real mad at y'all. But, um, yeah, great question, Castrol. Thank you so much. You've split, <laughs> up, you split up the friendship. <laughs> you've, just, you've just ruined the mock sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 18 years of friendship down the drain. We're going to yeah. go box in the car park after this. Anyway, um, punters,
1: just a reminder as well. Um, give us a like on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, helps us grow. Does what we can. Also, big thank you to Dabble. We love you, Dabble. If you're not betting with Dabble, where else are you betting? Because it's the best bookie in Australia, in my opinion.
0: 100%. You can press the copy bet button, copy all of our tips straight into your bet slip. You can put as much money on as you want or as little. We don't uh, discriminate against stakes here, do we, Nick? Nope. Um, So join the 24,000-plus punters following at the Mock Sports on the Dabble app today. You can download it in the show notes as well as on the app store. Just use the code Mock Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. And if you're going to gamble with Dabble, make sure to do so responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. All right, punters, we go to uh, Randwick, and I'll tell you what, it is not the best day on the cards. They've tried to promote it as the spring wildcard day. It's Sydney's newest race day. It's a day of benchmark racing with a couple of listed races. Uh, that's what it is. Let's not put a bow on it and call it something. It's not ra- um, racing New South Wales, and that's okay because uh, it's Caulfield Cups time to shine, as we'll discuss later. But um, well, it's fine. Rail, I believe, is in the true position um, on the weekend, if not oh. actually. I don't know. I've got one page telling me here that it's in the true position. One page telling me it's out five metres. That's a big difference. I'm just going to double-check that for your punters because that's a massive difference. Um,
1: I'll literally change half my bets if it's out Yeah, but
0: um, when it comes – while I'm looking that up, when it comes to the weather – in um, the way the track will play, it'll most likely be a fast track, as it was on the weekend. It was very
1: hard to Jeez, make up ground. It was fast on the weekend. Holy! They crap. broke
0: the records. I think first for the first two, race. two races. There was a track record, then a class record, and I think they went very close to breaking it again. Um, let me look here. We're supposed to
1: stay decent. For the yeah. rest, it's supposed to heat up on Friday and then Saturday is going to be a big 32 degrees as well.
0: Uh, well, according to RacingAustralia.com, five meters the entirety. So Ooh. yeah, rail goes out five meters here. Interesting. Um, yeah, weird that I had a uh, one page telling me one thing and another the other. But ah, uh, yeah, big difference. So five meters. You'd think with the fast track and a five meter rail, back your leaders, back your horses that are going to be probably at worst top of the midfield. I've only backed a couple of back markers that I think have the turn of foot to get into it if they get a cart in the race, but I think it'll be very hard to make up ground on the day. Monitor track bias as you go, but enough chitter-chatter, Nick. Straight into the Kirkham Plate, 1,000 metres for the two-year-olds. We've been going good with our two-year-olds, mate. Two out of three of the big two-year-old races. Hopefully we can make it three out of four here. Um, I'll be straight to the point. Obviously the 300 and Shangri-La are the two best chances. They're Gay Waterhouse trained. They often dominate the two-year-olds for good reason. They focus on it. So, yeah, Shangri-La Express in the 300. But I'm going to be on Shangri-La Express here because you'd think they both push forward as soon as they jump. They're both going to be there about to come the finish. But $6 compared to $1.90 for the 300, I'll happily take Shangri-La Express in the
1: first. Nick? Go on Agenda, Set-Tar, uh, Tommy Berry on board, $3.90. It's had two trials, one win, one second place. Can't complain with that. Moving to the tab highway, the 1,800 metres here, punters. Uh, pretty tough one here Always is um, I'm going to go with Houdat. Um, Great name First of all But yeah Also <laughs> some great form To go off Coming down from Queensland And um, it's going to Hit the Sydney front Pretty hard here So yeah $4.40 for me Hopefully gets into Each way odds But I'll take it on the nose. Straight to the
0: point. Amarantz for me. Daniel Sieb seems to really win these races just about every few weeks. And again, like I said, not many uh, horses are going to be able to make up ground on the day. And I hate, hate, hate going a favourite in the highway. But I mean, this horse is always thereabouts in the highways for a reason. I think primed at this distance, hopefully doesn't get too far back from that first barrier. Hopefully, uh, Tyler Schiller can be nice and proactive and get amongst the midfield, pop out, and try and get a clear lane to the line and really burst through. $3.40, not a price I love in the highway. I wouldn't be betting on it, but definitely my top selection. Um, as we move to the midway, mate, and again, very open field, as mid, um, midways always are. Satness for me in this one. I'm going to go with Satness. Should push straight to the front. Brock Ryan's in strong form at the moment, so he should give it every chance. Three out of four wins have been on dry decks, which will it, it will be on the weekend. Uh, he has placed it. Eight attempts at this distance. Sorry, that is incorrect. He is placed in... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, he has placed in five out of eight. Sorry, punters. Um, goes at this distance. Hasn't won yet, but I think he can get the monkey off the back here with that fast deck, like I mentioned. Five metre rail, get to the front, fast deck, turn the corner, go, 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 catch me if you can. I think Satness will run all the way as the winner.
1: Um... Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. You've taken the words out of my mouth. Sorry, I was already onto the fourth. But yeah, no, I agree. You literally took the words out of my mouth. Peace Office is the only other one that I can really look into. But um, I'll go with Satinus. We move into the fourth here. Benchmark 88 of the 2,000 metres. Real, real interesting one here, punters. Marquise is your favourite $2. And um, a lot of punters will be on that for sure. I was going to go with Pier Rossa here, but I'm going to have to change my tip after I've found out the rail is out five metres and it's going to change how the track's going to work. I'm going Queen Maker here, $13 and $3.20. Ran behind Pierre Rossdar in the same race where it um, where it won its last, but um hits the pace. Um, it's going to be up there, going to be a fast track. I'm going to go with it here, $13, $3.20. I think it's a good chance. Uh, Brock Ryan on board and also Feathers, 52 kilos. That's going to be big.
0: Um, 2000s. Marques has to be the horse you're on here, in my opinion. Short, favourite, but justified. I think this is a horse that can potentially win the five diamonds later on. In the spring, so if that is a suspicion that is correct, you'd hope that he's absolutely giving a bath to these benchmark horses. Pierossa, really one of the only other dangers I can see. Might get too far back, might not. Probably charging late. But yeah, West over the top of them, I really think he's one of the better bets of the day at $2, as long as he stays above $2. Uh, As we move into race five, here's a horse that isn't... Uh, over $2, and I won't be getting on the singles. I'll be multiing it with Mark West. It's a bit of a Godolphin multi, Nick. You should be able to get about $384 thereabouts with Dabble. Make sure to go on Dabble and copy that right now. Um, It's commemorative. Just a massive two-year-old filly when she came out in the winter and absolutely steamrolled them. At Canterbury, I think it was, or maybe it was Warwick Farm, but she had no right to be that big, that strong, that smart as a two-year-old. She was touted as the Golden Rose winner there and then, but they decided to push on to the 1,000 guineas later on in the spring, so she's only coming out now against a field of older horses. But, I mean, rock bottom weight. If she is still the same horse she was in the winter, she wins and wins convincingly here. A eighty-five is not a price that I want to be getting on for the win. That's why I'll be putting it in strictly
1: multis, but uh, that's for me. Fair enough, mate. I'm going, loves me like a rock here. $15 for the win, $3.50. Going with a bit, bit of value, punters. You got an apprentice on board, so you get the three kilo claim. Goes down to 58 and a half kilos. Um, it's win last up was at the benchmark 78 as well at the 1250 metres on the Kensington track. So um, at the pretty much the same price. So it's, It reads well, punters, and it's going to be my tip here. Um, I really like it. But we head into the six at the 1100. You got the benchmark 78 here. Real tough one, Mars Missions, one that I've definitely backed before, but I'm going to be with the other Godolphin horse again, Contemporary. Uh, $9 for the win, $2.90 for a place, uh, third place last start, In uh, sorry, behind overriding. Looks pretty nice for me, and it's going to be mine with Zach Lloyd on board.
0: Yeah, look, I'm going to be on another favourite, and spoiler for the next race, another favourite, but for the last three of the day, I get off them um, because – Long-term listeners of the podcast will know why I'm backing the next two favourites. The first one here, Smashing Eagle. Very high opinion of this horse. I think it's uh, thereabouts with the best benchmark sprinters in the country right now. Uh, Despite its record not having that many wins this prep, just keeps running into bad luck, keeps running into some traffic, getting too far back, that sort of thing. I think with its fantastic turn of foot here, uh, I I think he can get over the top of them. Um, Should be undefeated in this prep my opinion, $3.30. I'll hopefully uh, have Brett Preble giving him a nice proactive ride and get him over the top. Sorry, $3.30. Now out to $3.70. I'll take the price. Smashing Eagle for me. As we move on to the seventh, and like I said, spoiler alert, I'm on another favourite, but this is the final favourite before I look for more value punters. I promise, unspoken. Long-term listeners will know I have a very high opinion of this horse as well. I'm usually always on him, and he's done me well as prep. Two starts, two wins, two uh, cashed bets for the listeners of this podcast. Uh, he's a weapon on dry tracks. He knows when to dig deep under pressure, as was so ca- showcased with his last win. Bold run down the fence from Tommy Sherry. Had him nailing them on the line here. He can win in a similar fashion, but down the outside instead, I think, at $3. I will mention, though, Banjo at $41 is overs. I think he can run a place at a big price, but Unspoken's my top tip for that race.
1: I'll go on this here, $3.40. I think it's the next best chance behind your horse there, mate. Yeah. Um, it's got two wins on the trot, and then, yeah, looking for the 1,600, so I think it's going to be very nice at the mile. Move on to the 1,500 metres. Yeah, five diamonds prelude here. Um, Demo- Sorry, Democracy Manifest is your favourite $4.40. Converge, obviously, with the one-week backup. Didn't really do too much in the Kosciuszko. Pretty disappointing. $9.50 there, and then a, a couple of other good horses as well. you got... Uh, Coat to Heel, you don't know if it's going to run in this one or the race after. I'm pretty stuck on that one, and then Waterford as well. Do I hop off Waterford or do I not? I'm going to stick with stick with him here. Um, Tommy Berry hops back on, so it's it's always a benefit for me. I think Brett Pebble didn't really run it to its um to its strength. I think it's going to be good here for Waterford uh, for Tommy Berry, and yeah, seven dollars fifty is a price I can have for this horse again.
0: Glad you brought it up because that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think Waterford finally gets back on track? Um, and you answered that um, I'm personally going to stay off him um, But I know, I stopped Amelia's jewel And once I jumped off IME and, and Fangirl both got up So I mean, now that I've said that, it probably gets up So if he does, Mr Waller I expect a thank you in the mail um, I'm not even on the Succulent Democracy Manifest either Which could prove costly I mean, he's coming out of here out of an Epsom So I mean, best form lines clearly But does he have what it takes to get over the line here after he's become a bit of a non-winner in big time races. Um, but I just can't get away from Faulkner Park at $15. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get too far back because he might find them too sharp on this fast deck. But, I mean, he is one from one at the distance, but he just needs to be able to work his way into the race and not uh, be sitting last going around the turn. Um, I mean, I think he's a horse that can go under Group 1 territory eventually. He was... My tip for the Metropolitan until he fell flat on his face in the um, Premier's Cup, um, but he's back now. He goes well fresh. Uh, I think I love him in a race like the Five Diamonds. Whether or not he can get over them at fifteen hundred meters in the Prelude here is remains to be seen. But I mean, fifteen dollars to win. And what's the place to price? Four dollars twenty to place. I'll take that each like way all climb. day. Yeah, that's right. Race nine. Uh, we move here to the. Big dance, wild card. So the winner of this hops into the big dance on Melbourne Cup Day. Shocking barrier for Valor. Sorry, for for Valor. But to be honest, he has enough speed to work his way onto the pace with a bit of luck from the jump. Has winning form lines. Last start, length off Unspoken, who I'm backing earlier in the card. So that could be getting form franked there. Start before that, finished a length off Silver Eagle winner, Vienna Princess. So... Clearly, he has winning form lines. He's been in the right company to be winning a race like this. Rarely finds himself out of the money as well on dry decks. So at $11 to win and $3.30 to place, so I think he's a great play for Valor for me in the big dance
1: wild card. Gone steely, $11, $3.50 for me. Um, coming back down after an Eagle Farm win. Uh, great horse. Gets that extra 200 metres that it's probably looking for, and, yeah, it's probably a decent chance for me. So moving to the last tier, mate. Uh, benchmark 88, 1,200 metres to end it. Pretty tough one, mate, and um, you can go through it, literally. I'm going to go with Pioneer River as my tip. It the last Tyler Schiller on board, $8.50, $2.90 for a place. Just looking for that win.
0: Fair enough. I'm going to be with Pizarro here off the one-week backup. He was in the Sydney Stakes last week with some of the country's top sprinters, and he wasn't really rated, but somehow he finished in the top four. Um, so if that ain't good form to go off, I don't know what is. Surely... If he can find some cover and sit off a t- hot tempo here, he can run home and get over the top of them. $11 to win, $3.50 in the last for Pizarro. Coming off a hell of a run last week, hopefully he can finish off the day with some big value for me and I can get off get off the board, man. I didn't find a winner last week. Hopefully this week full of winners. Um, But apart from that, mate, anything else to discuss about Randwick? Not really. No, mate, let's head to the Caulfield Cup chat. All right, mate, time to dissect the Caulfield Cup. Of course, the uh, the big lead-in to the Melbourne Cup in a couple of weeks' time. You know, if you're not performing well here, very rarely do you perform well in the Melbourne Cup because if you're not getting to the 2,400-metre trip, you're not going to be getting to the 3,200-metre trip in a couple
1: of weeks, eh? 100%. Um, yeah, this is going to be a big one looking into the Cup. So, yeah, very excited. Caulfield Cup day is always a good day, so I'm, I'm keen. 100%.
0: One of the uh, the big three, s- slowly becoming the big four in Australia with the Everest, but the big three, Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, they all happen within a couple of weeks of each other. Um, very rare do you see horses running all three. Often the big triple crown is the, uh, the big goal for these middle distance staying horses. Obviously, they usually happen over the space for a couple of years, but Gold Trip last year tried to do all three. Wren pretty decently in all three. Won the Melbourne Cup, second in the Caulfield Cup, and Wren pretty good in the Cox Plate. Going to try and do the same thing this year. We'll discuss that, whether or not he's going to be a chance, but do you think there will be a Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double winner? Or do you think that we should be staying away from that market? Bookies love to pump you with that market, but should we be having a play on anyone? The
1: The only one I would have a play on would be Francesco Guardi for the odds you could probably get on it, I think. What's he paying? I think he's paying $16, $17 in this race for the Caulfield. And then that's probably the best value one I'd say. I'd say Gold Trip I'd probably stay away from personally because I think the money's probably not there. But, um, yeah, it's pretty unlikely to see the double. But, I look, I'd, I'd be happy to see it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, last year, of course, won by Durston, not lining up as he has since retired. Second was Gold Trip. So, I mean... It's always a very entertaining race, usually a pretty stacked field. Um, this year, I'm not so sure if it's been as stacked in the last few years, but still strong quality field that they've assembled, 18 runners that should have a decent chance of winning. There aren't a lot of horses you can completely put a pen through here. What do you think of the field in general?
1: Yeah, there's good, good value chances out there. So you can have one or two plays definitely on this race. Um, yeah, I'm definitely keen to have a punt. Um, But, yeah, I think value is probably the play here, I think, personally. 100%.
0: We'll discuss that when we go runner by runner
1: because just like we did in the Everest, just like we're going to do in the Cox Plate,
0: the Melbourne Cup, and the Golden Eagle, we're going to go runner by runner and sort the pretenders from the contenders, punters. So we're going to tell you exactly who can win, who can't win, and why. Okay? So that's what we're going to do runner by runner. We'll go 1 to 18. But first, Nick, let's go through the key stats that you need to
1: know before making your tip in the Caulfield Cup. So you got five out of the la- last 11 winners have been internationally trained.
0: Yes, a lot of international Raiders head over come Cups time, and they're often quite a bit better than our Aussie counterparts. You see many, many of the Melbourne Cup winners, at least in the last few years, if they're not internationally based, they started their careers internationally. So... It definitely pays to look for those internationals. Also, nine out of the last 14 winners have paid over $10. So look for that value, like you said, Nick.
1: 100%. I think that's the way to punt on this race. Is, um, it's very competitive. A lot of horses are there. This is their grand final for a lot of them. There are some, like we said, will go on for the Melbourne Cup and, and others. But um, a lot of them will be targeting this race and will give it a, everything it's got. So, um, yeah, I'd go value personally. I don't think anything under $10. Personally, I can be putting comfortable money on but um yeah and then the next one only five mayors have won this in the last 30 years that's an interesting one mate
0: uh yeah very elegant was one of them that's the only one that comes to mind straight away because i love very elegant but yeah montefilia i think the only mayor in the field this year uh so she's already up against it there um the fact that you know not many of them come and win the last 30 years was it nick only five so yeah I mean, look for those boys. It's typically a boys' race. Um, then you've got 94 out of the 144 winners in history punters. So all throughout the Caulfield Cup history, 94 of them have been five-year-old or younger. And I believe there was some sort of statistic that over half in the last 30 years were four-year-olds. So definitely look for those younger horses. Maybe it's the fact that they you know, they're younger and they're stronger. You know, they they got a bit more zip to them to try and run out those uh, long distances with the fresh legs compared to the old boys still kicking around at eight and nine years old. Who knows? But typically, history says this is a young horses race.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because a lot of this field is sitting at majority of it sitting at five years and over. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So 100%. Nine of the last 20 winners have jumped from barriers 10 or wider, including four out of the last seven.
0: Yes. And another barrier statistic, barrier one's never produced a Caulfield Cup winner. Usually barrier one's one of the more popular barriers. It's the quickest way home, punters, but uh, not always the case in the Caulfield Cup.
1: And the last one, mate, a horse has not won carrying over 58 kilos in the last 50 years.
0: Yes. uh, When digging through for this stack, uh, this stat, Sorry, I had to go all the way back until horses were determined by stone. St- not kilos and uh, grams, by stones, mate. Um, that's how long it's been, since a horse has won by carrying over 58 kilos. Because, you know, you can say quite often they don't get that large of a weight, but there is one horse in the field this year over that weight with 58 Gold and a half kilos. Gold trip, the field favourite. So, something you have to take into uh, consideration. 58 kilos, it's... They get up. They do. Like There's been a fair few of them in recent years that get up at the top weight but because, you know, in a handicap, top weight is the best horse as Gold Trip has been throughout his last two handicap races. He still gets up because he's the best horse in the race. But it might be 500 grams, the difference, but history says they don't come along around very often, 58 and half kilo winners. So Gold Trip is already up against it with that stat there. So it's very interesting to take those stats into account. Of course, with horse racing on the day, anything can really get up if the, the luck goes their way. But if you're more of a superstitial punter, if you're more of a like to go with the twi- the trends and the stats, those could be interesting for you. But now it's time to go through runner by runner, and we start with the number one horse in the field. Like we mentioned, we've already discussed him a little bit if he's got a chance to be winning on Saturday and go on to win the Melbourne Cup double. It's
1: Gold Trip. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, what a what a cracker to start with. I'd say. Um, look, it'd be crazy to go pretender. I'll say, I'll say contender to save my ass. But um, yeah, it's 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 got a chance, it's a good chance to win. I think it's um obviously it's Turnbull win really oh, really huge. really suits um but the the interesting one here is Mark Zara has booked in with without a fight early as they thought Gold Trip was going to the Cox Plate so. He's locked in with without a fight, so you've got a new jockey on board who we thought was going to be Huey Bowman.
0: It was meant to be Huey Bowman. All of a sudden, Ben Mellum jumps on board.
1: Ben Mellum has jumped on and then replaced him, which I think is a not a positive um, in my mind. So, look, I'll cover myself and say it's a contender, but, wow, I just... Yeah, I've got a lot of reasons to go against it, that's for sure. I, I'm going to... I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay away from it personally. At the price at six dollars, I'll probably go out a little bit. I, I assume once I see, but yeah, fifty-eight and a half kilos with Ben Mellum on board, who's definitely not one of the better jockeys in Melbourne. Do, don't get me wrong; he's a, he's a good jockey, but there's better. There's yeah, better yeah, out there. There is better. Keeps out there, um, and I just don't, I just don't see him riding Gold Trip to a win. And I'd love to be proved wrong at the fifty-eight and a half kilos.
0: Yeah, there's already a lot going against him, no matter the late jockey kerfuffle that was there. He's still planning on going to the Cox Plate apparently, but Caulfield Cup was not really on the agenda until late, and then that's where that whole thing with Mark Zara not being on boards happened. Hugh Bowman books, not booked all of a sudden. Ben Mellum on, 58.5 kilos, doesn't come around very often. Um, it's an interesting one. You said $6. My screen's showing me $4.80, which is very short. For such an open race. No matter how good he is. I will say he definitely is a contender. If you watched his Turnbull run. You'd know he's a contender. Anyone with a pair of eyes. Could say. He is the top staying seed. Going into this. uh, Caulfield Cup. Cox Plate. uh, Melbourne Cup run. Because I think that's probably the best performance. I've seen from a horse all year. It was just super super impressive. He just waited for his moment to pounce. And absolutely went on with the job. I'll get you the exact margin here. 1.8 lengths. But I mean seemed like bigger in the end, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, geez. Uh, definitely a contender, but at the price, I wouldn't be getting on him. I would be hoping that he maybe drifts on on the day, hopefully. But yeah, a contender, but not a bet. And you'll see that come up a couple of times with horses that I'm going to be going through. Um, without a fight, next, Nick.
1: Sorry, um, I'll just update. You are right, $4.00. I just went and checked double on my phone. Um, I think RaceNet is just... Giving me the wrong bookie to start with, so four dollars eighty is probably your main price. But yeah, that's definitely definitely even more of a reason for me. But um, we'll move to without a fight. Is contender or pretender, mate? Um, I go contender. I think it's a great horse. Mark Zara, obviously, has come out publicly and said he reckons when he was making the decision um, for Gold Trip potentially still coming, um, and without a fight, he said in his head he'd worked out without a fight is a top three chance, if not wins it already. As a horse, so that's great for me to to look into. He's a great jockey. He really runs well in these big races. Had a great Turnbull, obviously, like we talked about with Gold Trip Uh, Cup last year, obviously, and then he came second last year in the um, in the Cup
0: without a fight.
1: No, Mark Zara. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yes, Mark Zara, of
1: course. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a contender, mate. So um, I'll take it there. Second up, it's first up run you could probably forgive but um yeah second up it's going to look very nice and it's going to be fitter and yeah it's definitely a contender
0: yeah 100 percent. sorry for that confusion i thought you were talking about without a fight because as we remember i was on him in the melbourne cup last year and boy oh boy did i have egg on my face once the heavens opened up the rain came down and it absolutely ruined his run because he's an out and out dry tracker was as we found out pretty quickly um went to the winter carnival in brisbane absolutely pissed in a few runs showed us what he can really do, really impressed me. I decided I was going to follow him wherever we went, followed him into the Underwood, strong run without placing, just found himself stuck on the fence, didn't get to the outside till about the 200-metre mark, which is where he really started to lengthen, looked like he had a lot left in the tank, so up to the 2,400-metre distance of the Caulfield Cup looks awesome for him. And, of course, like we said, marks are in ripping form. He knows how to get it done in races like this, and the fact that he ends up... On without a fight, compared to Gold Trip, no matter the kerfuffle that it happened to cause it, I think he is a a leading contender, if not the leading contender. So I'm very confident without a fight should be there in the finish. Contender for me. As we go to the Japanese Raider, Nick, a Raikup. And I don't know a lot about this horse because I don't know a lot about Japanese racing. But I know that Japanese horses are very much so proven in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups, and they've even taken out a few of the additions in the last ten years. I believe two in the last ten years have been Japanese horses coming over here first up. So, what are your thoughts on breakup?
1: Man, there's not much that I know about it, and it's um I try to do some research on um on him, but not much I can really find. It's um yeah, it came. From what I can see, from its form, its its last three runs weren't too red hot. The first one, first up, was probably its best. So it looks like it runs best at the first up. Um, yeah, it's run some long distance um, out there, so it's running at the three thousand, three thousand two hundred. So he'll get the um, trip, which is critical. he'll get the he'll get the trip, which is a good sign if you want to look there, punters. But um, I think this might be a bit of fitness going into the Melbourne the Melbourne Cup for me. So um, yeah, I can't entertain a bet. Personally, um, I'm gonna—I don't know—pretender. I'll just go can with label that. Pretender. Yeah, uh, there's not too much for me to go off where I can have a bet confidently, so I'll go pretender.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna tentatively go contender. He's probably right on the fringe for me. I've looked into him. They say out there that he's probably, you know, a better chance in the core field than he is the Melbourne, because of course Melbourne even more international raiders come over, and the likes of Vauban, who is the favourite for the Melbourne Cup. Some say that Breakup, good enough to beat this field, not good enough to beat the likes of barn But Damien Lane seems to be very confident on him. The trainers reckon that they said we're here to win both Cups and we're confident in both of them as well. Yeah, well. Wow. So the camp is very confident. I'm going to have him as a contender purely because it's Damien Lane. Damien Lane, he loves a Japanese horse And he loves riding in Japan. They love him in Japan, so I'm not surprised that he's booked here for a Japanese raider. So he has the experience riding those sort of horses, and I think it's pure jockey to get him over the line here. Like I said, he might come out and blow them away uh, because I don't know a lot about him, but to say he's a contender in my mind is purely because I know Damien Lane's one of the best in Australia. He's one of the best international jockeys to go over to the likes of, you know, England, Hong Kong, Japan, and get the job done over there. So... Yeah, $8, $2.80 each way. I don't know if I'll be betting on him, but I think I'm going to have him in the Exotics. I think he'll be nice and strong late and potentially find his way in there, and he's a winning chance slightly. He's right on the fringe for me. As we move to Montefilia, like we said, mayors don't often win this race. The last one was very elegant a few years ago, but only five in the last 30 years. You've got Blake Shin on board. Was meant to be Nash Rorilla, but I believe either Nash has been suspended or something of that nature to take him off late, which means... Blake Shin gets the ride, which, I mean, is not an upgrade. It's not a downgrade. It's probably, you know, you're going from one of the best jockeys in Sydney to the best jockey in Melbourne currently. So what are your thoughts, Nick? Pretender or contender?
1: It's tough because last start was tremendous. It was such a good run. It was great. But um, the one before that with just fine going behind them. You look at that kind of form and you think, oh, is it good enough to win a Caulfield Cup? I'm going to give it a go after its last run. I thought I was really impressed with its last run. Um, And some of the stats do kind of point towards her if she wants to get it done. So uh, Montefilia is going to be a contender in my eyes at $14. This is going to be my first pretender of the field. Uh, She is
0: the uncatchable horse in my mind. Whenever I'm on, she flops spectacularly. Whenever I'm off, she does what she did last start and comes out and smashes them. Um, I mean, she's come fourth in this race the last two editions. So clearly she gets the trip. Clearly she can hang with the best of them. But I can't entertain her as a winning chance. She's definitely going to go in my exotics because obviously she can be there, thereabouts. But I don't know. I can't see her winning. And as much as I like her and I would love to see her get up, I, yeah, can't see her winning, so it has to be a pretender for me. Now we move to five, Francesco Guardi. This is the interesting one, mate. $19 currently, $5 to place. What are your thoughts? Contender or pretender on the Guardi?
1: uh contender i think it's been really looking for this race um leading up for the distance um ran seventh i think in the turnbull um wasn't too bad um yeah it's just looking it's been extra 400 meters here it's it's got the fitness it's actually had the probably the perfect prep in order for peak fitness into these runs um and if it doesn't win this one it, it 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 can have a crack in the cup, so I'm going to go contender. The only thing that really worries me is the barrier, but um, J-Mac on board, I think he understands the plan and, yeah, Francesco Guardi's a definite contender.
0: Yeah, contender for me. We've been saying all spring long he's getting ready for the cups. All three of his starts so far this prep have been playing without really doing anything, but he was just purely stepping up in distance every start, gaining that fitness for this race and the Melbourne Cup. Okay. That's purely what walla has been doing. I don't think he's been sent out to win in any of those races. J-Mac jumps on board here. Last time J-Mac rode him, Mooney Valley absolutely stormed in uh, last year, and that's when Waller went, oh, I probably should have paid up for the Melbourne Cup because he probably wins it. Um... So, yeah, so J-Mac knows this horse, and he gets down to 54 kilos, punters. That's significant because J-Mac hasn't had to ride that light in a while because he's been good enough to only pick up rides at 56 kilos and above. He hasn't need to ride uh, light because he's been in so high demand by the big stables. He can ride at whatever weight he wants. He'd be able to rock up any given day and say, yeah, I'm only riding 60 kilo chances. And, you know, the stables would be like, all right, mate, done. So the fact that he's gotten down in weights to be able to ride this horse tells me that he's confident in its abilities because he wouldn't do it if he didn't want to.
1: 100%.
0: So definite contender. I think he'll be pretty strong late. And at $19, the price is definite each-way value there. We move on to West... Oh, just so I talk about it, he's blown out to $21. Even more value there for hunters if you like him. He's into 20-plus. West Wind Blows, number six, Okay, this is the one that I said last start was a bit of X-Factor about it considering it had some good form lines in Europe. Paddington, one of the best horses in the world, according to those who are the the experts when it comes to talking European racing, comes out and comes second behind a very gallant gold trip in the uh, Turnbull. So, Nick, contender or pretender for the Jamie Spencer-ridden West Wind Blows?
1: Contender. Looked amazing in the Turnbull. Um, Loved its run. Um, second place yeah I wasn't nothing to fault definitely best horse behind gold trip there gold trip was insane don't get me wrong but wow what a run from um west wind blows so yeah can't complain here I think it's a genuine contender um it's probably my best short price horse in my opinion the one best horse under ten dollars I think for a betting point of view would be west wind blows in my opinion
0: Fair enough. I think this horse can win punters, but I wouldn't be betting on him again. Like I said with Gold Trip, I think he's unders at six dollars, just like Gold Trip's a bit unders at four dollars eighty in such a wide race. Six dollars for this horse when he hasn't won above twenty two hundred meters. Uh, he also needs to find a way to turn the tables on um, Gold Trip, but he does get a bit of a weight swing there. He drops a couple of kilos off the turnbull while Gold Trip jumps up in weight, so maybe that helps. Um, but, I mean, you think about it, Gold Trip was a $5 fave here, $4.80, sorry. West Wind Blows is only a dollar extra considering the fact that Gold Trip was lengthening at the end of that turn. Well, West Wind Blows was starting to maybe tire down a little bit. At least that's how I and looked at the race. Four and a half difference, but... I think the fact that he's drawn second barrier, he'll get that easy lead, he'll dictate the race, plus that four-kilo swing is what brings him into it. I think that's the only reason he can turn the tables, which is why I have him as a contender. But at $6, no. No bet, winning chance, yes, but bet, no. So we move to nonconformist. I've got him as a pretender. Boy, I wish I could have him as a contender. I love this horse, but he's proven time and time again he can't hang with the big boys. Yeah, can't do it. Uh, Is that all you got to say about nonconformist?
1: Yeah. Fair enough. We move to Sulkham. Yeah, interesting one, this one. It was definitely... um Bit of a forgotten horse, just everyone kind of hopped off and then it had that first win down in Melbourne and it's um it's ran pretty decent since. Came third, obviously, in the same Turnbull stakes that we're looking at for a lot of form here. Yep, 1.75 lengths. Um, yeah, definitely contender. Um, but yeah, probably a bit short as well.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know. I think he's justified at a price of... Six dollars. I think he's right around the mark compared to a West Wind Blows because he was only getting going late. These are his sort of races where he likes this sort of distance the 2400 and above. That's what he was brought here to do. Remember last year when he came out Melbourne Cup week and absolutely smashed them and immediately firmed into Melbourne Cup favouritism for this year? While that was a bit of an overreaction from the market, I mean, it's because he showed us what he can do over the long distances. And again, similar to Francesco Guardi. He's just been getting stepped up in distance as he goes. I don't think anyone expected him to win first up, especially at the distance he was at. I think he was only at 1,700, whereas he is much better at 2,300, 2,400 and above. Before then, he hadn't won at anything below 2,300. Okay? So he's an interesting one, but we know he's probably going to miss the start. We know he's probably going to go quite a far back because that's just the way... he operates, but he's got the turn of foot to be able to catch him in the end. Um, the barrier six, probably perfect. If he had barrier one, he probably gets shuffled really far back. But Craig Williams, he can be a bit proactive here. Try and get some cover, maybe not finish completely last in the run as well. So I don't know. If you leave him out of your exotics, I think you're a crazy man. I think he's going to be storming home into that top four, whether or not. He gets over the top of them for the win, remains to be seen, but he's definitely a contender. Uh As we move to number nine, Duke Mayor Mayer uses train, John Allen Ridden, $31 to win currently. What are your thoughts, Nick?
1: I pretend uh, I don't really want to waste my time.
0: Don't want to waste your time with Duke Um, Yeah, I don't know. This is a weird horse. Like, he came over with a lot of hype around him, uh, especially after, you know, running a really strong Doncaster mile without... Really threatening. I know tenth out of fourteen doesn't read well, but he was good. He chased steadily. He was strong late, and that's really been his uh, been his his uh mo of late. Chasing late, not really doing much. So I think you know he's got two wins at the distance. He can get it done in just about every single uh weather sort of weather conditions. So I was about to say
1: the Doncaster mile. He probably just handled the track. Conditions the best It was a heavy 9 Yeah potentially I don't know When you look at him Still came 8th Out of 20
0: Yeah I don't know I, I reckon Pretender But he's probably One of the pretenders That if he gets up Just about the whole Industry's gonna be like Oh he was the Forgotten horse You're gonna find About 20 people Who are like I was on I'm a genius Didn't you know That he ran these times Behind this horse He yeah, was yeah. always winning um, But yeah We move to Who Timmy Clark on board, Gay Waterhouse trained. He's an interesting one, mate. I've got him listed as a contender. What have you got him listed as? I've
1: got him as a pretender. I just don't see how he can win a Caulfield Cup. He's coming from like he's a he's a good horse. I do love him, but I just don't see how he can come out here at, um, and win a Caulfield Cup. I just don't think the form lines read too well. It's Montefilia. It's like. I was already edgy on Montefilia and I've given Montefilia a chance. So, yeah, um, it's con- it's, you've, me and you have done the opposite here. You said she can't do it, um, Montefilia, but hu can do it, and I say... That's a fair enough call. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go con- uh, Pretender. It's
0: a fair enough call that I'm saying the form behind a Pretender could potentially win a Caulfield Cup, but we know he's going to get the, diff- uh, the distance. He's won up to uh, 2,800 metres. Um, We also know that he's probably going to go to the front. So if we end up with a track that prefers that on-pace horse, he's probably going to find himself there. He'll probably be top of the midfield, back of the leaders, if not right up there with them. So, I don't know. Every single one of his runs, apart from that last one, has screamed wanted more ground. So I think maybe the fact that he's up to 2,400 now could really bring the best out of him. But, yeah, uh, he's another one where I think slight contender... Uh, as we move to 11, Right You Are. Another one that I've got as a pretender, but boy, I wish I could have him as a contender because I love him to bits, but I just don't think he's a Caulfield Cup winning horse.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think um, a lot of these next ones are going to be pretenders, in my opinion.
0: Mark my words, Right You Are is going to win a good race one day, but I just don't think it's going to be a Caulfield Cup. No. Nah. Because he's gutsy. He's going to be there or thereabouts. If you want to run for I don't know if you want a roughy to throw into your first fours, chuck him in, but I just don't think
1: that's ballsy, man. Like you can't, you can't say that about every horse. I, just, I don't know. Finished what eight lengths behind Gold Trip. It's too old, man.
0: Oh, fair enough. Uh, Seven move, years old.
1: We move to a
0: misery Now this is the interesting one here. Hundred to one. Like he's a hundred to one.
1: Bro, you are backing every horse. I'm here.
0: not backing him. I'm saying he's a pretender, but I want to get your thoughts on why he's a hundred to one, considering he won the Geelong Cup last year by a nice margin as well, over twenty four hundred meters, of course, and then came second behind Gold Trip in a Melbourne Cup. I know he's fallen off a bit of a cliff lately, but I mean, considering he's a Melbourne Cup placed horse, a bit weird. He's a hundred to one, don't you think?
1: Yeah, he's definitely a roughie. He's definitely. I would have had him. At, Forties, But yeah, honey, still no chance.
0: Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. I don't think he's going to win, but I just think the market's a know, bit bro. weird there, man. I
1: reckon every horse so far can win and is your best pretender. That's what I've heard so far.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Goldman, Linda Meach on board, Waterhouse and Bot Trains? No. Nah. Uh, I want him more in a Melbourne Cup than a Corford Cup. That's all I'll say. Pretender here, he's more of a bet in the Melbourne. Um... Okita Sushi. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Another international raider coming over. Karen McAvoy on board. $27 to win currently. What are your thoughts, mate?
1: I reckon this is your, one of your better roughy chances, in my opinion. 51.5 kilos always benefits. Giving me a bit of animo vibes for the Cox plate a couple of years, couple of years back, probably carrying two those, years now. Carrying those feathers. Yeah, it's big. In a big race like this, it um it, it makes some ground, that's for sure. So um yeah, it's, it's one at the distance. Um, yeah, if you really want to have a real value play, punters, I'm going to go um, contender, $34 chance, uh, sushi. The sushi.
0: The sushi, the sushi roll. Sushi. Jeez, if only, Darren sushi Flindell, if only Darren Flindell called in Sydney, I mean in Melbourne, the call he'd come up with for a horse called Akita Sushi would just be fantastic. Uh, I'm with you as well. I reckon he's probably one of the better roughies that you could, um, if you're looking for some money. Wait on, so, um, oh.
1: which one? Sushi, um, Duke, De S- uh, all of them, literally all of them.
0: I, I, I have not said they're all good roughies.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Whatever, bro. What about Fame? I'll, I'll let you talk about Fame because I know it's one of your favorite horses as well. It's and just, not
0: one of my favorite horses.
1: You got a? Ch- it's got a chance, apparently. Punters. Nah,
0: no chance here. Pretender. I don't see how a horse that was finishing four lengths off the likes of a Karini as well as uh, five lengths off an 8 no deal done would be winning a Caulfield Cup. Uh, very strange that he even gets a run here, I think, 150-1 to one for a reason. Uh, I think it's just a Hail Mary play from Moody. Uh, Thoughts, Nick? No,
1: nah, no chance. Uh, um, Bois
0: de Jant. Nope. Uh, I mean, I feel good for Winona Coston getting a Caulfield Cup ride. I don't think she'll be winning, but good on her. Like, that's really cool to see. But, uh, yeah, Bois de Jean not winning a Caulfield Cup. 50, 50.5 kilos, gee, very lightweight, I mean, but shouldn't be threatening these big horses. Um, Spirit Rich, 17th horse in the field, 50.5 kilos. Thoughts? No. I had him as a contender before last weekend off the Just Fine form because, I mean, really challenged Just Fine in a metropolitan, like, only got the bob of the head and he end did just fine. Um, also challenged military mission in the Newcastle Cup. Once military mission got up, I was like, yeah, okay, Spirit Ridge is really starting to come into it for this Caulfield Cup. And then just fine came out and fell flat on his face. Yes, just fine did come to the end of his prep. He's off to the uh, paddock now. No Melbourne Cup for him. But still, I, the form doesn't read as good as it was going to be if he ran strongly in that race. So, Yeah. Pretender now, but definitely has form lines that looks good on paper, but I don't think it'll measure up in the end. Um, as we move to Valiant King, 18th horse, uh, the last of the horses before we get into the one emergency.
1: What are your thoughts? 50 kilos always a positive punter's. 18. Um, look, I can you can entertain a bet, but I don't think it's going to win. So I'll go Pretender, but if someone came up to me and told me they're on Valiant King, I would shake their hand and say, "Fair enough." If you if you read into it enough and you really believe, I can see why. But um, personally, I think there's better chances, so I'll go Pretender.
0: I'm gonna say Contender here.
1: Just like every other horse in this yeah, race.
0: Funny man, I think I've only beaten Contender on like five horses, man. All five right, six bro. horses. All right, man. Um, fifty kilos, peanuts. Jamie Carr, she's very out of form, but if she's gonna you know, run away back into form. What a way to do it in a Caulfield Cup. Um, the barrier, I don't love it. As we mentioned, it's never produced a winner. Um, but, I mean, if you look through the form lines, again, I don't know a whole lot about European racing. But I do know that Desert Hero was considered a very strong Melbourne Cup chance before they cons- um, they confirmed he wasn't coming. And then Vaubourg is, of course, the Melbourne Cup favourite currently this horse finished within a length of both of them in two separate starts and over the 2400 meter distance so if he is matching it with two of the best horses in europe that were considered top melbourne cup chances to come over here i know there's an 800 meter difference there caulfield and melbourne cup but it was over the 2400 meters here surely that is really strong form lines to bring in here and at 50 kilos charging late I would not be shocked in the least to see him get up. So I think he's probably my top international chance at $18, did you say the price was? Yeah. Considering those form lines, I reckon he's the, the best international chance in the race. Um, and then United Nations, mate, thoughts?
1: Uh, it's not going to get a chance.
0: Needs a scratching to get in, which you don't think really happens. Um, uh, yeah, and if it got in, wouldn't be winning.
1: Um. The flux is moving pretty strong right now, punters. I mean,
0: yeah, we're recording this just about half an hour, punters, after the barrier draws occurred.
1: Whitey's gone out to 23. So
0: money is being Spirit thrown Ridge around. In, Spirit,
1: Spirit Ridge is into 41.
0: Money's being thrown around like crazy right now as everyone's trying to get on Everyone for the big prices.
1: Pretty similar. Sushi's gone down to 27 from 34. Yeah, it's, it's all pretty much sitting there. The Mystery's th- gone up from 90 to 100, so...
0: The only, the only big one I'm looking at, like you said, is that uh that Guardi drift. 17s into 23, maybe that's because of the barrier.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: But, um, and without a fight as well. um is Coming in. You know, it's coming in from nines into 750s now.
1: Gold trip's moving up and down.
0: Yeah, gold <laughs> trip's anywhere from 480 to 520. So, I mean, if you really like him, you know, try and snag a 520, 550 if you see it.
1: 550 is where I'd probably... Bottom price for him.
0: Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So we've gone through. We've said who we think are pretenders. We've said who we think are contenders. So, Nick, who is your top tip in the race? Where is oh. your money going?
1: <sighs> I'm going the Guardi, bro. The guard. Yeah, going the Guardi. Um, yeah, I spoke about it before. I think it's um, your best value play, $23 now at the moment. I'm probably going to go jump on that right now, punters. Ah, uh, pretty happy with that to be honest. So yeah, twenty three dollars. Um, yeah, it's been really prepping for the cups. Looking nice. Said about it, talking about it before, but um, yeah, it's gonna be mine. My tip for the cup. Yeah, I'm gonna go without a fight here.
0: Um, I said after the Underwood, follow it into a Caulfield Cup. It didn't get going till late because it got trapped on that fence. I don't think from that 7th barrier it should find itself on the fence here. I think it should sit amongst the midfield. Zara, like I discussed, knows how to get it done in these big races. He should just sit amongst the pack, pop him out wide late, and hopefully run over the top of him. And, you know, you've got your half kilos compared to those other horses that'll be flying late, like your gold trips, who are 58.5. So I think that weight swing really helps there. But, yeah, we've had a fight. $7.50 to win currently, $2.60 to place. If you can get a slice of those nines that went up about 15 minutes ago, if it drifts back out, make sure to get on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with a seven dollar 2 two dollar sixty to place. I think that's about where I'd have him because I think he is um, one of the top chances. I but like I'm I'm struggling to see how there's a four dollar eighty favorite in this race. I know Gold Trip's run in the Turnbull was good, but I mean it's just so wide. It's such an open race. I mean Gold Trip might come out and win by three and justify the price, but it's you know these these cups are where you get the value, and four dollars eighty. I don't know, man.
1: Nah, not with me.
0: Um, okay, as we did with the Everest, you almost got the top four. You left out Private Eye, though. Hey, I backed the winner. Don't. Okay.
1: Come on, mate. You didn't back a winner all day. Yeah. Okay. True. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere in the country, not one bet. No. Got on Amelia's jewel. The horse he hated. A loss. We'll talk about we have already talked about it, but um, um yeah, sorry, okay, yeah, back to it.
0: Uh your top four, who's the first four horses over the line?
1: Guadi. Without a fight. Solcom. And I'm gonna I'll put I'll put sushi in there.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go without a fight, first over the line. Coming in second place will be Solcom. Third place, the Guad. Go the Guad. And then uh, fourth place, I will say The Trip. But I think him and Valiant King are going to be bee's dick close when it comes to fourth and fifth. I think those two will be charging home very late and will get very close. Might be a photo finish for fourth. But, uh, yeah, that's my top four. Cool. All right, mate. So is there any other plays along the cu- the cup that you want to have a play on? Or is um, just having the win each way bet? on Francesco Guardi in the top four bet. Anything else that you like the look of? Maybe one for a place. Maybe well, anything else? Depending on the prices,
1: bit? punters, I might release something else if um, something goes in. But at the moment, I'm just sticking with the guard. All
0: right, fair enough. Uh, we'll remind you, punters, that if you want to get on our tips, make sure follow us on Dabble. Um, we said it earlier in the show, but we'll just remind you, Dabble, Aussie made bookie, changing the game of gambling right now. Link in the show notes, download the Dabble app, and use the code MOCSports when signing up to let them know we sent you so you can get on all of our bets in the Caulfield Cup and around the country on Caulfield Cup Day. Uh, And make sure when doing so, do so responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. But all right, mate, now that we have done our Caulfield Cup runner-by-runner analysis, let's head to the Around the Grounds. Have you found anything around the country, maybe even in Melbourne? You tore up the Melbourne card last week. Are uh, you even maybe doing that again this week? Or yeah, uh,
1: I'll, I'll release a card out again. Um, but, yeah, punters, it's, it's looking pretty nice. There's some good options down there. So, Any um, you can
0: tease for us that you know, we're going to find out you're definitely on? Wait and see. Fair enough. Uh, just so I don't um, keep the punters on the edge of the seat, I'll give the one horse that I've liked the look of, Caulfield Race 7, $12 to win, $3.70 to place each way. On Cool Die, Omen Bet, love you, Aunty Die, looking down on us every day, and one day this horse will win for you. Hope it's today. Hopefully, Cool Die gets up. I think that's overs for a horse like that with a turn of foot. Hopefully, it gets over them, and lovely Aunty Die can uh, be up and about up there um, in the heavens. Uh, we move to the Quaddy. Mate, last week didn't have Vienna Princess. That's annoying. Quaddy paid out a bunch on World Pool Day, but I mean, we bounce back here. In race seven, we've got Unspoken, Cepheus, Knight's Choice, Wicklow. Race eight, Democracy Manifest, Faulkner Park, Converge, Waterford.
1: Am I gone? Uh, race nine for Vallas, Spangler, Steely, and Cisco Bay. Shout out, Cisco Bay. Great horse. Race 10, Tristat, Pizarro, Pioneer River, and much, much better. $50 gets you 19.5% as always.
0: Lovely stuff. All right, mate. If you're going to be having one bet around the country, what would your money be going on?
1: Uh, It's tough here, boys. I'm going down to Caulfield. This is why I didn't want to release anything because my best bet is down in Caulfield. Um, It's not the favourite, actually. It's going to be Lofty Strike. $3 is my best of the day. What race is that? Race number six. Race number six. The McCafe Sprint at the 1,000 metres. It's had two jump outs over at Cranbourne, and it's looking pretty nice. we have heard some good things. Ollie on board. Take it. It's a good race, that. I'm, I'm
0: looking forward to that. It's probably race of the day outside the Caulfield Cup on Caulfield Cup Day. Um, mine, I kind of alluded to it earlier. Mine's quest. I think anything over $2 is good odds for a horse like that. He'll be strong really late. I think the only thing that does is him in is potential track bias. If, like, you can only win literally if you're settling in those first three horses going around the bend, um, I think he can win a five diamonds, let alone this benchmark race. So anything over $2, bet, 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 punters. That's my advice with Marquess. Um, but apart from that, mate, I think it's time to sign off. Um, I'm going to be down at the races at Randwick again if punters want to come say hello again like they did last week. We won't be at the races again together till probably Golden Eagle Day,
1: hey? I'd say so, yeah. I'll probably be... I, I might be around for Melbourne Cup Day over at the Big Yance. Um I'm not too sure yet. Depends on work and stuff like that. So maybe, but um, yeah, Golden Eagle's probably the next one I'm locked into. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see.
0: Fair enough. All right, guys, if you're going to be punting on the week and make sure, do so responsibly, set a deposit limit, think about what you could be buying instead. We're starting to hit the point in the end of spring where you can have some big wins, but evidenced by me last week, you can have some big losses as well. So it is always important to only gamble what you're willing to lose, punters. Make sure you have a strategy going into it. Don't just chase your losses willy-nilly when you don't have the money to spend. All right. So set that deposit limit and gamble responsibly. But... Join us next week, mate, for a big, big week of racing like always. I believe it's Cox Play Day.
1: Yeah. So three big weeks in a row. So, yeah, it's looking pretty good. So big thanks to everyone. Um, Yeah.
0: Yep. make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and our podcast as well if you're listening. But apart from that, we will see you next week. Thank you, punters. Good night, Rove. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Gilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat
1: Mizzy.